<laughs> Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Fourth End Sports Talk. I'm James Haskell, along with my co-host, Glenn Martin. And we're here on a Tuesday night uh, to continue to shake off this ridiculous and frustrating loss, the Baltimore Ravens against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're also here to update you guys on injuries, play a little blame game tonight, talk about... Um, you know, put an eye in the, or, or, you know, start to take an eye and point towards the future of this London game coming up against the Tennessee Titans. And of course, break down the film with uh, our faithful compadre, Cole Jackson. We're so excited to get into tonight. And we got a ton to talk about. So yeah. with that being said, Glenn, first of all, how are you doing? Doing well, doing well. It's just kind of a stressful night after the rough weekend in Baltimore. Hasn't gotten uh, any better yet. Hopefully the Orioles can turn it around. I, I certainly hope so. It's top of the first. We got one on, two outs. Mount Mount Castle's up to bat. So let's hope. But man, if they lose tonight, obviously the season's over. Still a heck of a run. Uh, you know, a heck of a ride. They gave me a, an awesome summer. But uh, look, I still want more. You know, That's I still right. want more. So let's hope they can get it done. But yeah, this was this was a very frustrating loss. I think a lot of fans were man. Their pitchforks. They were they were coming for some. They wanted some some people's jobs after that loss and it didn't help that you know that Cincinnati looked like they kind of bounced back or kind of found found their offense a little bit um certainly found Jamar Chase open quite a bit so it, it's just a combination of a lot of things but I, I think this set this uh this experience always helps us turn the page it helps us get over the last loss and start looking forward to the next week so I, I'm looking forward to it Jimbo agreed hopefully this serves as some some positivity here moving forward and, mm -hmm. and and more than anything let's just like spew it out of our mouths and get it out of our system right yeah absolutely. um with that being said uh cole jackson is going to join us here uh so cole how you doing man oh does it sound better oh, oh, man. oh am i right boys look at the party oh, right Man, I'm dying. I go on my YouTube channel and literally everybody's like, oh my God, I can actually hear you now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, there we go. It was my birthday on Saturday. So my gift to myself was a new microphone. So happy birthday, man. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> it was a shitty Sunday birthday, oh, but uh, we were buzzing on Saturday when, when I got it. So uh, yeah, what's going on, boys? What's going on, chat? Good to see everybody. Um, yeah unfortunate times here uh we're gonna get into it but uh yeah no doing well outside of uh, anything to do with the ravens that's for sure <laughs> just so you guys know cole's mood coming into this he literally put in our private chat let's get angry with all caps <laughs> and angry so and i'm cole look like glenn's referenced a few times i have as well we've been watching on twitter yeah, and uh you man. haven't been too happy lately um so I'm, a grumpy, I'm, I'm a grumpy little man yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to talk about it and you know so i kind of want to start the conversation this way when we of course hopped on right after the game we started immediately blaming people and you know we're we're just like glenn said there's pitchforks for john harbaugh everyone talks about talked about the wide receivers people talked about uh the fumbles whatever right there was a whole litany of things and a ton of people that you can blame uh my question is what's your list look like as far as a blame game goes, right? Like how do you break this thing down for this game specifically? We're talking yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, I'll give you guys my rant. I am big on chronological order when I'm trying to identify why a game went wrong. And this is just one of those situations where it's such a classic 
this game's tucked away, put to bed in the first half if people just simply catch the fucking ball. Like it's it's not overly complicated. I mean, you go back, you watch it, and it, there was one drive where second and third down and goal were drops. And then it's like, you know what? And that doesn't excuse like the 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 goal line fade. We can get into whether or not that was a good play call if we want, but it doesn't mean that that that, that was a not a bad throw by Lamar. It was a poorly placed ball. Um, it was a poor play call. That's all sure. I don't disagree with that, but it's all about what comes first. And you know, it's just one of those situations where I think Lamar Jackson has to basically be a superhero to the point where you know he's already out there creating time and space in the pocket for his o-line and then you know he'll it there's times where i I put up a play where you know everyone's debating whether or not it was three or three and a half seconds um to when he got sacked and i'm like holy fuck like is our expectation of our o-line so low that we think that ball should have been out there um and then you know you watch the strip sack and it's like He's literally in the process of throwing the ball to a wide open Odell Beckham Jr. And people are like, he can't, he has to protect the ball. Protect the ball? How? How big are, how big do your hands have to be to, to, to be able to hold on to the ball while it's being hit while you're throwing? It's just, it's been frustrating for me because I'm not really a Lamar apologist. It's not always defend Lamar, but in this case, it's drops, it's coaching, and then it's Lamar in that order in terms of who I place the blame at. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a, it's funny. I, I, I was kind of imitating. I was doing my best Cole Jackson imitation in our comment section after the game because you're right. It was more you pay a guy this amount of money and this is what you get. It was, you know, and I'm just like, if you think that game was on Lamar Jackson, you weren't watching, or you just don't like Lamar Jackson, so you'll find any opportunity to kind of you know, put the blame on him. But I wanted to ask you about the offensive line play because we thought, we thought, okay, yeah, Moses isn't going to be out there, but no problem. Ronnie's back. McCary slides to right. Welcome to the TJ Watt experience now, uh, McCary, after leaving Miles Garrett. So my question, I know he ended up, he gets banged up, right? Lele comes into the game. What, what was your take on how McCarry was playing before the injury and how things changed after Lele came in? Uh, I thought McCarry played pretty well. Um, he gave up one really ugly sack uh, to Watt, but other than that, a lot of Watt's damage came when Falele came in. Um, he had a total of five pressures, two of them being sacks. Um, you know, it's just one of those things with McCarry where, and we talked about this after the uh, indie game, you know, he can have, 30 really, really good snaps and two ugly ones, but everybody remembers the two ugly ones. So if you guys think back to the first half, how mem- how many times did you say to yourself, TJ Watts killing us? Mm-hmm. You didn't really, oh, no, the right? The first half, yeah, no. Second and half, and oh honestly, the first half, Ronnie wasn't killing us either. Um, mm-hmm. He gave up nine pressures, and I, I, I'd have to go back and look at how I charted them, but I think seven of the nine came in the second half. Um, I thought things were pretty clean in the first half. I thought they were, you know, protection was good. Ball's getting out well, well placed. It's just guys weren't catching it. And then in the second half is when you saw TJ Watt and Highsmith take over a little bit, right? And so, again, it's like, you know, if you tuck it away in the first half, it doesn't mean they're not going to lead a comeback. I don't think they are against this defense personally. Um, But, you know, it's 
it's it's going to be your margin for error is going to be a lot smaller. And that's kind of how I see this. You know, again, when you talk about the interception in the red zone, it's not necessarily that that should be excused, but I guess your margin for error for your margin for error for a mistake like that is now a lot bigger because you took care of business in the first half. You gave yourself that cushion. You took advantage of your red zone trips. And it's really, I'm not asking much. I'm not asking a bunch of guys that weren't able to get open to do something special. I wasn't asking for a circus catch. I'm asking for the basics catch the fucking ball when it hits you in the hands. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really, you know what it comes down to me, but overall offensive line play, really fell apart uh, in the second half specifically. And the only offensive lineman I came away happy with from this game was Tyler Linderbaum. I thought he played a hell of a game. Yeah, I got a piece coming out on him tomorrow. Um, he's quickly become the best offensive lineman on this team. Well, we can't yeah. excuse what happened before the half, though, Cole. I mean... Yeah, so let's let's talk about that. So uh, I saw someone in the, in the chat ask. So, I mean, I'm, this is how I view it. Okay, so... When I'm first of all, the decision to send out your offense to try and draw them yeah, off side or whatever. Like, why? Are, why are you even getting so damn cute, John? Yeah. It's 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 to me. Ugh. I like I I get I guess I get what he's doing, but I also don't really get it because either you're going for it or you're not. Um, they didn't even have a play called Cole. You could tell when the snap was nobody knew what the hell to do. At least if yeah. you're gonna fake it, have something called. Like, yeah, this is kind of how hit. I feel like the, he, if you guys remember when Zay Flowers went out for the, uh, the return in the indie game, when he, when he yeah, yeah. caught it, um, and it, it gave them the two minute warning. Whereas if he returns it for a couple yards, so, and he was like, yeah, it's a miscommunication. I mean, part of your job is managing these situations. So, um, they're unique. They're not regular situations you're dealing with in a game to game basis, but it still falls at your feet. You're the coach. Like I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of my team. And so the decision by Tyler Linderbaum to snap it, what he's doing when you're trying to catch a team offside, because if they don't snap it and nobody jumps, they can get back on side and there's no penalty. Right? So if I'm Tyler, I'm lining up, I'm trying to get them to jump or else why the fuck am I lined up? Right? Like that's the only reason I'm lined up. So if I, if, that, if that's my mindset and I see someone go to jump, I'm like the offensive lineman in front of them. So the guard or the tackle needs to move for that flag to be thrown. Nobody moves. So he snaps the ball trying to, I think Tyler's trying to make a play. So it comes down to what position are you putting your players into? He put his position, he put his player in a position where the player wanted to make a play. And so he snapped the ball because he thought someone jumped offside and like Quan Alexander did snap up and he moved. I don't think he jumped over. Um, I'm not saying it's forgivable by Tyler Linderbaum, but don't put your players in a position. Just kick the ball. Like it's just, it's really not that complicated. So just a frustrating situation watching it unfold. Um, And I just feel like we've had a lot of these kind of blunders lately where it's like, yeah, there's a miscommunication. Well, that falls to your feet. You're, you're, you're the head of this show. Um, You wear what they wear, right? Yeah, and I'll tell you what, it gets even more infuriating when a few things happen, of course, in national media. Now, you know, uh, TJ Watt, after punching anything that moves, uh, has this heroic story of having his finger dislocated and putting it back in and playing the game. And TJ Watt is quickly becoming my second least favorite player in the NFL. Punched Zay in his chin. Right in his chin, dude. I think that if you punch and you miss, (laughs) you should be penalized. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's a risk you take. You punch a guy in the stomach, you punch a guy in the face, you should pay for it. Uh, But uh, and, and, and now Lamar Jackson, of course, is being fried in the media. Cause just like you said, Glenn, at the beginning, it's people that didn't actually watch the game that just watched some, you know, look at some stats and things, but 
I'm going on this long rant to say the only silver lining I've taken away from this game, Cole, is if something that hasn't happened in, I think, a decade since 2013 doesn't happen, Lamar Jackson has one heck of a game. And so I'm still excited about the way Lamar Jackson is playing. And that's about the only positive thing I've taken away from this game. Yeah, his teammates let him down this week. But I do believe that we have a much more talented group that is not continually going to let him down. What say you? It comes, yeah, it comes down to when I think back to last year and the early season struggles when we were blowing leads and losing games that way. That's not something where I look in and I'm like, oh, we can fix this. Like, I, like of course, you can identify what the problem is and this is how the problem could be fixed. But when you're trying to prevent a team from beating you versus now you're trying to prevent yourself from beating yourself, you control what you do more than you control what another team can do to you, right? So there is definitely an easier path this year to writing the ship. Um, you know, at, at, at some point, the talk needs to become the walk. And it's like, yeah, we need to stop fumbling. Agreed. Everybody agrees. Okay, well, then stop fucking fumbling, right? Like, sorry for the language. I'm just, this one's no, got me it, heated. Um, yeah. So it's just, you know, it, it, and again, it's like, we talked about it last week when Mark Andrews was running with that ball and the punch was coming from behind and we all cringed. Did anyone else cringe when, when Justice Hill was being chased down on the screen? Because I was like, I saw it coming. I'm like, no, no. And then it goes out and I'm like, it's just a it's freaking just, repeat. It's the same thing. Um, so it's just, you know, a lot of that comes down to, you know, and I think you can look at it and this is always the classic, you know, players drop the ball, players didn't execute. Um, how can you blame the coach for players executing? Anyone that's coached, you wear what your players do. That's that's literally how what coaches do. Um, anyone that's coached a sport that's at a competitive level, if your co- if your players are doing poorly, you wear that. You feel that. If I'm on the sideline and my O line's playing like dog crap, who do you think the head coach is yelling at? He's not yelling at the offensive coordinator. He's yelling at me. So it's it really comes down to I think people need to better understand what the role of the coach is and what their responsibilities are. The head coach wears a lot of this. It doesn't mean, you know, you just, you just fire them and you don't think twice about it, but you need to ask yourself some hard questions and have those hard discussions. Yeah. I got, I got, you know, I know that the offense got all the attention and certainly all the blame and they deserved it, but I got to ask your take on some, some of these on the defensive side of the ball. Marcus Williams is running around there with no left arm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's pretty clear he couldn't put he couldn't use his left arm when tackling, so I, I find it hard to believe he'll be able to use it down the field for pass breakups. And and I look here, I see he he played ninety five percent of the snaps. Geno Stone just thirty percent of the defensive snaps. Is it is it crazy to think that a fully healthy Geno Stone is better than a one arm Marcus Williams? I think if you got your best players available, you got to play them. Um, mm-hmm. But things yeah he didn't look himself right like there was definitely times where even just kind of running the alley he looked a little bit more timid and i think we talked about this about marlon humphrey a little bit um i didn't think he was going to play and it just seemed too soon to be returning to um and i know people are keep saying of seven weeks how's that too soon what i mean by too soon is he just started practicing and kind of getting back to that regular play of football that's hard on your body to just go straight into a game played 37 snaps um marcus williams played more than that and it's just it's i know he had an extra week of practice but it comes down to you know are you like i guess i'm just wondering 
did he come back still hurt to oh, yeah. play? Because it reminds me of my critique of the Joe Burrow situation. If he's actually hurt, and I know there's discussion of people think he's not actually hurt, but if he's actually hurt, is playing him and prolonging him taking that recovery to get healthy worth it in September and October? I don't think it is. And so I'd apply that same logic here. Like give the time, get through it, and then you'll have them in, you know, December, January when you need them. Um, you, that's when you need your key players, and it's up to the backups to step up and get you through these regular season games. So if Marcus Williams is still kind of ailing, that's not going to suddenly get better week to week. It's not going to get better over the bye week. If he needs extra weeks, give it to him. We're going to yeah. need him later in the season. I think the thing is, I mean, I guess it could get marginally better. I think the thing with Marcus is that, well, I'm not a doctor here, but I think he needs surgery. And it's just at this point, like a pain and mobility thing. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, you can play this year as long as you can. Just don't put your left pain. arm above your head. Yeah, exactly. Like, holy crap, man. That's just it reminds me of my grandfather when he got a pacemaker put in. Dude. <laughs> just couldn't raise his hands up here. Yeah, I'm man. Like, don't do Marcus. it. Speaking of your grandfather, I just bought a Buick. And now I've realized that I'm 90 years old. Um, wow. But you know what? It's a safe. Hey. Felt luxurious. It's SUV. Hey. Nice ride. Yeah, it's uh, the Encore. And so if you Google 2019 Buick Encore and you look at that car, you're like, I ain't driving that. And then you Google 2023, you're like, okay. okay. Yeah, they did, they did some work on it. Now the nice. slogan is not your granddad's Buick. So nice. you know what? Still kind of feels like my granddad's. Oh, Buick. I remember seeing those commercials where the <laughs> yeah. guy's like looking for the Buick and he's like, I don't see a Buick out here. They modernized it, but I still yeah. feel old. I'll give it to people that want to make fun of me. I definitely still feel like an old man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting getting a new vehicle. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, congratulations on that. Um, you know, Jimbo, we talked about, uh, I mean, you you brought up um, Harrison and, and how, how you liked what you've seen. You know, him yeah. playing the edge, and he got a huge boost, huge boost in uh, play time. Played 50% of the snaps. Uh, what was your thoughts on what you saw from that outside linebacker group, uh, Cole? Their poorest outing in uh, of the year from the outside linebackers. Very little pressure. Um, later in the first half, I didn't really care too much. They were, tr- they were really keen on establishing the run. I was surprised. They ran it a lot, and then when they started kind of throwing it, they had – I mean, Clowney only came away with just double checking my the numbers here. He came away with one pressure, mm-hmm. uh, one from Kyle Van Noy, both hurries. Um, so your guys that put together ten last week put together two this week. Um, Matt BK had three, including one of his sacks. Then you got Queen and Pierce both with two. So I mean, just not very good production. I think they ended up with four sacks. A lot of that coming from manufactured blitzes and coverage sacks. Um, but I was disappointed. I felt really down on, uh, I was expecting a big thing from, from those guys, especially against, you know, a rookie tackle in his first full start. And, uh, you know, I didn't think the right tackle was very good, but also like even on the inside, like their right guards, not good. And, you know, they just weren't able to, it never really felt like the D line was dominating. And I think that's becoming a reoccurring theme. Um, especially in these Steelers games, it's like, I feel like we're always getting dominated by their outside linebackers and we can never return the favor. Mm-hmm. Um, early with big Ben, it was cause they were just getting the ball out in two seconds. But you know, now with pickets, a little bit different um, opportunities to get to him and guys just felt like a lot of stunted rushes, whereas just kind of like guys, you know, weren't really getting any momentum. So I was really disappointed with that. Yeah. The, the one thing I wanted to, um, 
add when it comes to that is what are your thoughts on Glenn? We're talking about this. There's been a lot of speculation on Twitter. Daniil Hunter, uh, are the Vikings going to start tanking? Are they finally going to blow this thing up? Justin Jefferson is out, which who in our fantasy league drafted Jefferson? Was that Pierney? It was Rob. Rob, ooh, his season's over. Um, no, I don't know if his season's actually over, but that's just brutal. Uh, as my guy comes back from a hamstring injury, I'm feeling good about. Uh, but uh, no, I guess my question really is, uh, while I'm bragging about my ter- terrible fantasy record, um, is what what's your take on any sort of action at the trade deadline? Do you like Hunter? If the Vikings do this, I don't know if the Vikings ever will. They don't. They don't seem like the type of team. Sorry, my camera, my light just fell that would uh, be uh, smart enough to blow it up. But um, what's your take on him? Do you think he's a fit? Glenn's a big fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the Ravens would go. Do you think ADC would pick up the phone and be like, I'll give you a second, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know what they'd be looking for him. I think the team that trades for him only has to take on seven and a half millions uh, this year in terms of a cap hit. They yeah. can easily create that with restructures. So the financial aspect of for this year anyway, I'm not sure about next year or what his contract looks like, but for this year, it's doable. Um, definitely the type of guy that I think would fit in terms of a premier edge rusher that can just win one-on-one battles that they can create for him. Um, I think it's a guy that does fit really well opposite um, Jadavion Clowney because what Clowney needs opposite him is, you know, and I don't want to say we need to go get a Miles Garrett because they just aren't really out there because it's Miles Garrett. Um, but kind of a the, the thing about Clowney is he can be so disruptive that he will draw attention. I mean, as much as he's not getting home, getting sacks, he's causing consistent disruption across games so that, um, you know, when the defense has to pay attention to him, it benefits the guy opposite him. So, you know, a guy like Hunter on fourth or on fourth down on third down makes a ton of sense to me. Um, so, you know, that's definitely a move I'd like to see them make. Um, but you know, will they, would they pony up for Brian Burns where it's going to cost a little bit more, Probably not, but I also would think to a sit like you know, compared to a situation where they weren't thinking about Patrick Queen as like, and they could still pay him at more of a modest contract, but they weren't paying him, you know, kind of the big inside linebacker contracts. What they do, they traded for uh Roquan Smith and basically paid him that premium contract. So mm-hmm. would they do that in this situation with Odafe Owe and whoever they bring in, and then kind of let Owe either stay on a cheap or they just let him go and get a third round pick back for him. So I see that as a very comparable situation. So could I see EDC doing it? Yeah, I definitely could. I think he just kind of did it on defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. I tell you what's cool is that, or exciting is that those teams that we've kind of said, well, they might be sellers. They're both kind of the uh, Carolina being one with Burns and then now the Vikings and then losing Jefferson certainly doesn't help. Uh, I want to throw a couple yeah, of these DK's up here. not here, guys. Sorry, forgive us. We're a little behind on these. Thanks it's a lot, he's out drinking again. We got to, yeah, he's out there taking body shots out of somebody's navel right now. Uh, who knows what this guy's up to, but it's just Quan says wide receiver core have a favorable matchup the next three to four, excuse me, next three to four games. If we see no improvement from Bateman and OBJ's health, do we trade? I pray Keaton plays this week. Well, first and foremost, if you don't see improvement from those guys, and I'm not sure there's gonna be a lot of teams willing to make trades for yeah. them. Uh, so I, I, I think we need to see improvement for us and if there is a potential trade which i don't i don't see one but what's your thoughts on keaton mitchell here uh cole because i was surprised to see you know drake gets the one snap but really it was the gus bus and justice hill show we didn't see melvin gordon like we had the week before 
What do you think about Keaton Mitchell getting some play time this week? Yeah, I'd like to see it. Um, you know, I would have liked to see it this week. I, I see more value in bringing him up than Kenyon Drake, especially if they're not going to play him. I'm assuming that had to do with special teams. And um, I'd have to go look at what his special team snaps were. Um, but my assumption is he had at least a couple or else that wouldn't have made sense. Um, let me bring it up here really, really quick. Actually, I have it up here. but uh, Did he play none? Looks like he played none. One. But, he played one offensive. Oh, yeah, zero special teams. Yep. So that just doesn't make sense to me. You know, it's uh, I, I know Keaton Mitchell wore the, wore the yellow jersey all last week, so that means he's on the uh, scout squad. Um, so he was never really in their plans. But, um, you know, I think they were pretty happy with, with Gus and Hill as their one, too. And I'm not sure Mitchell's going to cook out or unseat them right away but i would like to see him get a couple of opportunities you know a couple snaps you can see a guy like in denver right now like jaleel mclaughlin who's just able to you know he's a he's a smaller back kind of that old school receiving back style and he was able to make an impact last week and the week before so um you know those types of guys with that type of speed um especially with the way the ravens are playing a spread defense right now i mean look at how they got justice hill out in space look how they've gotten kenyon drake out in space right so guys with home run hitting speed like what keaton mitchell has that's definitely um what i'd like to see them do um so you know hill could revert back to a little bit more of a special teams role and kind of that rb3 if they want to get a little bit out of keaton mitchell but they got to give him a look soon yeah and it'll be exciting. You know, we'll see what we get out of him. And I think a lot of people will be excited to uh, see what he does out there. Uh, I just want to add to that last comment real quick. Yeah, I think our wide receiver core is what it is. They're better think, than they showed, guys. Let's not yeah, give up on yeah, them yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think anyone's panicking about the talent they have in the room at this point. They just need to, to play. But the talent is certainly there. Um, Masi said, I mean, look, what was it? Two weeks ago, we were singing their praises, right? And like yeah, they hadn't had a drop going into that game. Right. So yeah, the list is not short. It's only the Niners left, right? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. They look pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, Masi <laughs> says listening to New York radio, is that Farrell? Farrell. I think it's Farrell. Yeah. Farrell. He said Lamar should start ignoring some of the senseless play calls. Wondering why throwing went on goal line instead of killing time and run. Does Lamar have such power? So what I would say about this is I think that there is a lot of ownership in Lamar's, you know, this is the most ownership and autonomy that Lamar's had. Um, I don't think anyone knows the actual extent of, you know, what he's able to do in, in comparison to what he's doing at the line, uh, where that line, you know, is, is drawn. Uh, maybe we'll see more of that as the season progresses, but, I would say, does Lamar have the power to call to call out of a run or out of a, a pass to a run play? I think he does, but I think the other thing you might have to consider is I can't really remember what the personnel was at that time um, in order to just you know turn around and do that. So just a lot of considerations there. Um, but I think the criticism. It, it, look, you get you get the ball at the eight. You yeah. run first down. You get four yards. Second and goal from the four. You run a. I can't understand. Help me on that one, Cole. The shovel pass, the left-handed shovel pass in traffic to Mark Andrews. To me, it's just like so many things could go wrong on that play when I'd be fine with three kneel downs and kick the damn field. I mean, of course, but I also think running the ball is your best way to score. So it's the smartest way. Yeah. And it's your best opportunity to score. Give it to Gus. Let Lamar keep it. Run it. But why are we doing a left-handed inside yeah. shovel pass with all kinds of movement that could have went haywire, and then we're throwing a fade? 
And before you even get sequentially, before you even get there, Glenn and Cole, before you answer, did anyone else like raise their hands up in ultimate confusion when the camera panned over and Gus Edwards was coming off the field? You're like, like that too. This is stupid. Like, what are we doing here? Right. Sorry. You can answer uh, Glenn's question as well. But I mean, I just lost my mind there. I already knew it was over. Screw it. Like, we're not getting a touchdown now. I'll tell you what. I love that play. I oh, know my. Oh, <laughs> because oh, I, I posted it went wrong. I, po I posted it last night and uh, Hill, Hill ran a, uh, a motion flat route and 54. I don't even know who he is on the Steelers. 54 followed him. And a loser. The uh, the uh, the shovel came, and the Ravens block set up, and fifty four that's following Hill, obviously just he made a hell of a play. He saw it and he came back, um, rather than continuing into the flat with Hill. Like he he just he had the awareness to scam back, and he's the one that came up made the tackle. If you go back and you pause to where Andrews catches the ball, he could he could have he could have done somersaults in like he could have just rolled on the ground and rolled in um it was that open it set up so well but i mean it, i mean it's set up so well except for the guy following hill so i mean i guess the criticism that you could have is you could have motioned hill into essentially like the tight end slot and then have him go block the guy that's following him in man coverage versus running into the flat because that's really what happened um but i, I kind of liked it i kind of liked that one i i said in my tweet when i sent it out I would have just ran the ball three times. So yeah. I'm not saying that that wasn't right. the right decision, but I did like that play call. I won't lie. Oh, oh my God. We'll drive anyone crazy, but absolutely will drive Glenn crazy. Let me tell you what, Cole, this is quick story time. You don't know us super well yet, but anytime you play, so See, hold on. I got to address this. There's a comment. They were ready for You love that play. Cole. They were ready for it. They weren't one right. guy was one guy. nobody else saw it. I'm telling you, if you go, 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 into my Twitter and look at the play. Nobody has their eyes anywhere near Andrews except for 54. Nobody else has a damn clue where the ball is. Go watch the play a few times. I'm telling you, they did not know that was coming. It was one player following Justice Hill that looked to his right when the ball was being snapped and saw it and came back. Glenn, one you know what that was play was? Let you, Cole, that play was a Joey play. It was classic. Classic Look, let jelly. me tell you what, Cole. This, anytime you play basketball with Glenn, like, or any sport, the senseless, like, oh, I'm the only one smart enough to see this play, and no one else is going to see it coming, so I'm going to throw it all the way down the court to somebody who's not looking, who can't catch the ball and Couldn't only sets picks and plays defense anyway. But you know what? This is the play, and no one else sees it coming. <laughs> that stuff drives Glenn Grinds my gears, no. Cole. No, you know what? And it's 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 so here's what I will say to Glenn's point, because I'm sure this is how Glenn's feeling. I'm gonna do a little mind read here. All right. When your team, and I, I say I think back to the Titans game when they were when they were going for fourth downs, the 2019 game. Um, when your team's not executing well, when you're having execution issues all over, that is the reason to not call a play where it's just a little unconventional it's situations when you're when you're buzzing everybody's high confidence that's when i think getting cute is probably smart because guys are but when you're not executing well and again this was not a failure of execution on the hat on the behalf of the offense it was just like like i said it's set up well guys release their blocks to get into the second level well um but that is the reason to not make that play call because i mean all it takes like you said is one little 
you know, silly little, you know, and then it's, it all falls apart. And you're like, what are you doing? You guys aren't, you guys can't even catch a slant. (laughs) So, so that, that's a fair point. I completely, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh man. Just, I don't like when they get too damn cute. JL says, do the Ravens have a number one wide receiver? I'd say, honestly, JL, JL, go ahead, Jimbo. JL, hold on, hold on. Here, Jail. Um, you know, I'm not gonna assume anything, but um, you know, I'm not gonna I'm gonna change what I was about to say. JL, this is all I'm gonna say is that like don't fall into this recency bias, right? Like, yeah, it sucked on Sunday, but yeah. like let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Let's not throw the munchkin out with the bathwater. You like that? Uh, because Zay Flowers has been has has shown some dom like he's flashed real promise. I think we have a number one. I think his number is four. I think his last name is Flowers, and I think it's pretty clear, right? Like, come on, Jail. Like he had a terrible game. He's also a rookie. Like, take a second. He got take punched in his mouth too. Yeah, he got concussed. Yeah. You got jaw jacked by 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 TJ Watt. TJ Watt literally broke the punch machine on his face. What do you think, though? Do you think the Ravens have a, a number one Cole on the roster? I just got to plug my computer in. I don't – I think – I mean, I saw someone say they don't have talent. I definitely think they have talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've already kind of seen some of that talent. I do wonder how much they uh, – you know, I, I have questions about the consistency, and that's where, you know, in a rookie year, we saw so many flashes early from Zay Flowers. I give him a bit of a – you know, he's allowed to have a rookie game. It just came in week five. Um, you know, he's been pretty darn good. 29 catches, 317 yards through five weeks. If I had told you that was going to be a stat line at the start of the season, you'd probably be pretty happy with that. Um, so I, I do think a lot of it is recency bias with Flowers. Um, do we have a number one right now? I'd say no. I don't I don't think we have a number one right now because your number one needs to be that week in, week out executor, right? So, and I don't think they have that yet. They don't have the guy that we need to go double cover um their number one receiver is still probably mark andrews from what i've seen he draws the most attention but you know is he a number one wide receiver probably not right so right now i think they have the potential to finish this year out with probably two number twos and in andrews and zay and then i think if obj can kind of stay healthy because i mean i think people are forgetting he left again in this game with an injury uh, um, not forgetting cole yeah so and i mean he's probably looking like a number three and then yeah. bateman like i mean if bateman just catches a ball in the end zone everybody probably feels a lot differently about him yeah um but uh you know until he fixes his mentals i don't know what he is right now like it's 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 tough it's a it's a tough look but i definitely don't think they have a number one receiver right now Wow. Okay. Well, Cole, I know you got to run, so we're going to let you get off here. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. If you haven't done so, please go over to Road Graders on YouTube, follow or hit the subscribe button. Cole does a great job breaking it down for average fans like myself. Cole, thanks for so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Take care, guys. Yep. Right, see you, man. All right, Jimbo. I got to. I want to I want to get your take on a couple of these. Uh, yeah, yeah, these. yeah. I know we're kind of behind DK. We're we're a little bit behind here, so we'll get caught up and then you'll be up to date on them. Yeah, on here we go. Test. Coopman says, if we don't trade for a pass rusher, I don't know what to say about this team. We need someone like Hunter or Burns. All top teams have a top pass rusher. 
And, and I certainly understand. I think if you look at what the Eagles, you know, the Eagles have the best pass rush. They went to the Super Bowl. If you look at who was number two last year, I believe the Chiefs were right there as far as pressure rate. So there, there's no doubt that the top teams have good pass rush. Yeah. The Niners. The, I mean, you just name them. They all have good pass rush. So I think it's important. Now, having said that, the Ravens were top five in pass rush last year without a guy. They were fifth. So, but like Cole said many times, with a bona fide pass rusher, it allows you to be so much more creative on the back end. When you have to constantly manufacture and create pressure, it's taking guys out of coverage. So, yeah, they were top five in sacks, but they did so probably sending guys that you know, other teams who have a bona fide guy don't have to send and can, and can leave those guys in coverage. Yeah. I mean, even if it looks differently, it looks differently, but I do think this is what I'll say about your comment. Coop, Coop, man. I'll say that I think Eric DaCosta, if you see it, he sees it times a thousand, <laughs> right? So I think he's going to do everything he can to fix the problem. But if, yeah, I know if, uh, if the option if the ability to trade in a reasonable you know a reasonable amount of assets is not there that's not going to overwhelmingly compromise the team he's not going to do it just that simple but i'm also okay with it like we need to get it done um but i don't know if that is oh now we're going to the super bowl type thing uh i think that it can man you know that pass rush can manifest itself in other ways uh all that being said i want us to go after those guys i just don't think he's gonna bet the house is what i'm saying you know yeah, yeah, but I I wouldn't be shocked to see him go after somebody. I mean, yeah, me neither. Wouldn't he be just surprised got at Roquan all. Last year, so he right, he's shown he'll do it. Tom Vado says, did you guys happen to see Dan Orlovsky break down the interception in the end zone to Beckham? He was talking about the fact that Lamar was in the gun and not under center, and that throws off the timing when throwing uh, the back shoulder fade. I didn't see that. I watched. I'm, I'm upset. I didn't get through all of it. I got through half of the breakdown uh, from the QB school which mm -hmm. was pretty cool to see. Mm -hmm. um, but, man, I mean, all he all he was doing was pointing out a bunch of drops, so it really wasn't. Right. I mean, I, I... I think Cole tweeted that that was the first time Lamar had thrown that pass in the NFL. I think Cole tweeted that. Really? Maybe. I think so. Huh. Um, Interesting. Okay. So Well, either way, that, that play was just... It should have never been called. I mean, it's for so many reasons, like not just the situation, but also the fact that you're throwing to a guy who's been in and out of that specific game with injuries. You're throwing to a guy who's going up against a six foot four corner who's known to be physical with no threat of the deep ball going by him. I mean, it, it was just that was, yeah, it was a bad throw, but it was a bad decision. It was, it was, everything was bad about that play, but no, I, I missed Dan Orlovsky's breakdown. Yeah. And, and I don't, I, I'm not concerned about the fact that I missed it. I'll be all right. Yeah, I did um, see his highlight reel, though. He threw a lot of highlights to Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson will turn any throw into a highlight for his quarterback. Seriously. Oh, my goodness gracious. That uh, guy was something special. Uh, JL says, bro, Zay is our number one, and he hasn't even scored. Yeah, I mean, look, imagine he hangs on to two of those. Imagine he hangs on to the one, and the other one he tracks properly and doesn't fall down. I think it's a totally different conversation. For yeah. one, he has he has a touchdown, but he also has probably over 400 yards in five games. Okay, and if he's not our number one, JL, what do you want me to tell you now? Like, what do you want me to say? He's well, our Zay number is one. Is he number a one. number one or our number one? Zay Flowers is our number one. What Cole's saying, we don't have a number one. I think that Zay is the guy. I think he had one bad game. Any of you who play fantasy and pick up a number one wide receiver will also know that three to five games out of the year, they'll be doo-doo. Like, mm -hmm. they just will. 
What has Devonte Adams done for anyone lately? What has uh, well, Jamar who, Chase didn't do anything for the first until, four weeks? And, yeah, until the lowly Cardinals. Good for yep. you, Jamar Chase. You beat up on some high school. He Higgins. I mean, just like, a bunch of guys. That... So I understand your point. Zay needs to get in the end zone, but he's been incredibly productive and definitely for a rookie, mm-hmm. a rookie Raven. Right? Like our. I know everyone's blaming these drops on the wide receivers, but I am so I feel. <laughs> I feel blessed as a Ravens fan to have the wide receiving room that the wide receiver room yeah. that we have. Like, let's but they need to play second. like it. They need to they play do. like it. But imagine us having this conversation last year when Demarcus Robinson was our number one. Yeah, because there's no light at the end of that. Yeah, tunnel. there's no like, oh, we can turn it around. Oh, we've seen him do it. Oh, what? yeah. No, there's none yeah. of that. So all I'm saying is let's keep things in perspective. Right yeah, now, things are hope. tough. You know, look, this is a relationship. This is what I was going to get to, Glenn. When you have a relationship with someone, you can't be so ready to just shut the door when one stupid thing happened. Right. Right? Like, let's let's talk this thing through. Let's work it out. Like, let's mm-hmm. just move on. But, like, we don't need to, like, all right, it's over. Wait a second. Like, that's ultimate toxicity here. Yeah, let's, like, let's uh, not be that. I know that game hurt. And of course, it makes Earth this game imagine, uh, I mean, um, ma- matter much more. But it's it's certainly not the end of the world. SMKG says this feels like another year where we go ten and seven and losing the first round of the playoffs. Nothing special about the team. Keep losing gimme games. Ah, uh, I mean, I get why you feel that way, but I I don't. I feel like there is special stuff about this team. I, I still, yeah, I still believe in our guys, and it's not easy. In in after after you lose a game like they did, but I still think they do have a, a, a pretty special team. I mean, look at, look at that. I mean, look at their, their, their defense outside of edge. They're pretty special. I mean, just the way I look at it offensively outside of that one game, you think that, I mean, I still think Zay is a special type of talent. Mm-hmm. I still think Mark Andrews is a special, special talent and obviously Lamar Jackson, but they just didn't show it. So let's not, I mean, it is frustrating that they're losing the gimme games because it's these games that end up hurting you for playoff seeding, playoff chances. You wonder why you don't get a home playoff game. Yeah, you lose you lose these gimme games, and that and that certainly is a is a big reason. But man, I, I'm not ready to say ten and no. seven losing the first round. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not. I think they got some stuff here. The Baltimore Ravens do. I think that when the offense is playing well, the offense and defense can really oh, lean man. on each other, and it's just exciting. I'm gonna uh, let you that? have this one, Jim. Tom Lotto. Uh oh no, Tom. I'm gonna let you have it's it. It's time bro. to admit we could use Hollywood. I know you weren't a huge fan and say what you want and say what you want. Hollywood had a thousand yard season and very close and was very close to Lamar. Zay is not has not one touchdown yet. Oh, Tom. I'm just gonna tell you that I I Zay Flowers is going to be a, he's he's going to be a better football player than than Hollywood Brown. If if you're talking about trading one for another, the no touchdown thing is ridiculous because Zay has been so productive. He's just been a crazy productive player. He's been a crazy he's been everything that Hollywood Brown was advertised to be to be right. Like Zay can get open down the field on a deep on a deep pass. We've already seen him do that. Okay, it didn't turn it to him scoring the touchdown, but I'm pretty sure that we turned that into a touchdown. That was just a few weeks back. Zay can take the the pitch. He can take the sweep, and he can make a guy miss. He can take the short pass. Did you see what he just did to that Steelers player? I've never seen on the sideline. You know what Marquise Brown does? He turns into a cheap tent, and he dives out of bounds. Right? Like, that's what Marquise Brown does. I'm not 
Never, ever will I say we need Marquise Brown instead of Zay Flowers. Could Marquise Brown help right now? Sure. But he didn't want to be here. I also, talking about toxicity, I don't want a guy who's not going to be here and talking about being a soldier not getting used. Go play for Arizona then, dude. If you're not bought in, well, then be out. Like, that's the biggest thing for me, Tom, is that, like, he wasn't bought in. His body, it was clear in his body language, and uh, and I'm okay with it. I don't I don't need how I've lost no sleep over Hollywood Brown. I'd much rather have Tyler Linderbaum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Yep. Hey, um, I also wanted to do some – we missed some super chats. I don't know yeah, if there yeah. was, like, a glitch in the system. I just want to get to this one real quick. Love you, <laughs> I appreciate it. Love you too, Tom. Yes, go, Glenn. Sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I love people who are passionate about this kind of stuff, but we did miss some, uh, apparently more than more than one uh, super yeah. chat from last week or, or on Sunday. And, uh, you know, we don't know if it was a failure with the system or what, but we just didn't see it. So I uh, wanted to give sh- what the flock uh, his due. He said, Zay has two drops wide open, then Glassman drops a wide open touchdown. Can we please agree on scripted games? No field goal to end the second and Phantom fumbles? Icing on the cake, Aguilar misses a walk-in TD, and Marlon forgets to cover on a touchdown. Scripted, as the commercial says, takes three touchdowns off the board. Uh, the NFL is clearly scripted, Jimbo, says what the flock. What do you think about that? The NFL is not scripted. It's just not scripted. I don't know how. I mean, there's a ton of cases to disprove this. The, the furthest I'll go down this conspiracy rat hole is simply saying that the NFL is entertainment, and it's meant to... Um, and it's meant to entertain. So the NFL has an obligation to create storylines and to beef up these storylines. So they do that. When Tom Brady took off, they leaned into that. He's the everyman. He's the six round pick. He's this, that, and the other lean into it, right? Like the Mahomes thing, they're going to lean into it. Every other league does the same thing. It's the reason why LeBron only gets called for one foul a game. It's the reason why Jordan had the Jordan rules, right? Like it's just different guys get special treatment. I get it. But I'm not going to sit here and say the NFL is scripted. That's just why. why I don't know. I mean, I, I don't just, think Roquan's signing up for any of that. Script. I don't think there's enough. I don't think that like stuff like that works in the in the WWE. We're at most. I don't know. I don't watch WWE. But there's like ten people out there. Like so, you're talking about you how mean, many like people? The whole yeah, it roster? being scripted, right? Like no, at a time like in a match, oh, oh, gotcha. and, like Usually like how many do. people every Sunday are playing in multiple games, and that's all scripted. All of that? You know how much time that would take? All the NFL wants to do is restrict more practice time. You think that's enough practice time? No, it's not. These guys aren't rocket scientists. Like, are you kidding me? like Flacco says, it's just football. It's just football. That's all it is. It would take too many people to keep that quiet and too many people to cooperate to make it happen. So, no, I don't think it is, but uh, I can see. Look, just play Madden. You'll see all kinds of crazy shit. And you'll go, this never happens in real life. And then you watch real life and you go, God, all this crazy shit really does happen. Like, it's just, it happens, man. Crazy stuff happens. JL says, assessment of Munkin. What can he do? What can he improve upon? Yeah, stop Uh, getting cute. I mean, yeah, you could do that. I mean, I would would say, oh, man, what can he he improve upon? Well, one thing is, you you know, you can always improve upon your your ability to, to, uh, relay like the overall game plan, the overall message to all your players. I get that the quarterback is a guy who's uh, you know kind of at the hip with the with the offensive coordinator, but the fact that Linderbaum's got—I mean, look—I I get Linderbaum shouldn't even in that position. I, I don't like that, but he's got to know. 
like I, I don't know. I just I, I don't have a problem with what Munkin's doing, but I think the two cuteness, the the not making sure everybody on the same page with, with stuff. Now that's some that's on John Harbaugh. Most of that's on John Harbaugh. So I guess for Munkin to me, I don't know. What, what's your thoughts on Munkin? I'm kind of torn yeah. on. I, I'm okay with it, but yeah, a lot of mistakes too. It is like the fumbling. It's like Cole said. It's like yeah, he says we don't need to fumble, but yet we're still seeing fumbling. So I don't know, like if I should blame him or the play, like. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think as far as Munkin goes, the I'm I'm still super excited about the offense because you've seen. Look, we never saw this with Greg Roman. Anything that was scripted or that was like, yeah, that was on script, guys weren't schemed open. We never mm-hmm. saw it in three years. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. The absolutely. only plays where guys were open was Lamar improvising and Mark Andrews taking advantage or Marquise Brown taking advantage of the improvisation, right? And breaking up field and then Lamar hitting them or wherever, right? That's really all we saw. So I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about the fact that before this past game, think about our red zone uh, percentage Mm -hmm. before this game. So once again, I'm not ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think that uh, Munkin is, is good. I think that he just needs to stop getting cute. Keep it a little, like keep it a little more simple. And, um, yeah, I mean, I I think that's it. I, I those are the two. Th- and look, I would say a lot of spends on the offensive line, but I want more shots down the field. Yeah, for sure. But you're right. It is a lot of it is the offensive line. Oreo cookie, appreciate it. Uh, if you meant to say something, um, mm-hmm. you're gonna attach a message there. But appreciate the generosity. Absolutely. Shout out to Oreo Cookie. SMKG says, "What do y'all think of the Chase Young as a potential trade?" I don't. I, I think that the Washington Commanders should absolutely be in sell mode. I don't know if they are, uh, but what has Chase Young done this? I guess the, the question would be, what does it cost? If it's a low-level draft pick, then sure, why not? I'm okay with it. Right. If they want to ask for Patrick Queen, then the answer is hell no. Right. Yeah, that's just crazy. Um. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I told you when we talked about this, I, I was excited about this coming up, but Patrick Queen has played his absolute butt off this season and him and Roquan just have, find a way of getting the, bringing the best out of each other. So I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather them co- go after different guys that we've already talked about, right? Whether that's Burns or whether that's Hunter. Um, I, I think that I'd be more excited about those two. Let's see here, by the way, Chase Young has 11 total tackles on the year, including three sacks. So, I mean, he's not necessarily lighting up the world here. Let's see. Would he lead our team in sacks though, outside of Kyle Hamilton? Probably, but you got to Matt. You got to remember, he's playing with, you know, he's playing with Montez Sweat. He's playing with Deron Payne. He's playing That's with true. Jonathan Allen. He's playing. I mean, he would. He he might get a little more attention if he comes to Baltimore than he's getting right now with the Commanders. And yeah, Ravens O's Nations uh, says quick R.I.P. to the O's man. So sad. High hopes. Yeah, it got ugly really quick. Six nothing in the second inning. Um, hey, uh, they gave Sorry, us Glenn. a great summer, man. They gave me a great summer. Look, there's a lot of summers, Jimbo. By the time it's hot out, I'm like, what the hell am I going to watch? Because the O's <laughs> are already out of it at that point. So the fact that they gave me a great summer, I'm I'm still, you know, hype about this team. They're a year early. Nobody thought they'd be this good this fast. So I'm not going to let it get me down. I still love my go. baby birds, but obviously we wanted more once you got to this point. Dude, put the shades on. Put the shades on. You got to look right. ahead to the future, right? Certainly bright. Yep. 
Yeah, for sure. Wait, you just read this one, right? Nope, not yet. Oh, well, anyway, yeah, dude, what's going on with those, man? It's giving me 14-2 Ravens vibes. Yeah, it's just a tough one. It's a tough one. Like, all the things that Glenn just said. Even I got excited about them, dude. Dude, I mean, they're, they're so fun to watch. Like, they were... But uh, look, there's a big moments, and the Tampa uh, Tampa Rain, I'm sorry, Tampa Rays, the uh, the Texas Rangers got a, an explosive offense, and uh, yeah, they jumped on us early. So shout yeah. out to them. Well, let's get into our um, show competition winner, uh, who I'm excited to announce because he's becoming a regular as far as winning goes. I think this is his third crazy, time, dude. Third time winning, DK, in total, like. Um, all right, DK, why don't you throw this bad boy up? Drum roll, please. Our competition brought to you by BetUS. Of course, yep. David Cutsell is the winner. Shout out to yeah. Dave. Uh, we'll make sure we're starting to line his closet the second time this year. He's going to have a whole closet that's just 410 Sports Sock swag. Uh, but every week, as you guys know, we do over-under competition. It's easy to enter. Uh, you know, Obviously, watch the pregame show and then add post-video in the comments or in the comment section or any social media, uh, you know, where, where you can find us, mm -hmm. DM us your, uh, predictions. The winner gets a, gets a, a 410 sports talk shirt, but Dave shout out, man. Glad, glad, uh, that you won it again. Hopefully, uh, we'll get some contenders in here for you. You guys got to knock Dave off of his, uh, off his throne here. I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, we yeah. got a lot, a lot of submissions. So you got to give credit where it's due. Yeah. Dave, Dave's Dude. He knows his stuff, man. You got sniping them, but absolutely go visit BetUS to get that match. I mean, they're going to give you a hundred and twenty-five percent match up to twenty-five hundred bucks. Take advantage of it, free money. And Jimmy will tell you, look, it makes things more fun when there's a game on that mm -hmm. the, the, the the you know the Lions are playing the Buccaneers. You might not have a whole lot of interest. You put a couple mm -hmm. shekels down on one of these individual player uh, prop bets. All of a sudden, it makes watching that game so much more fun. Yeah, let me tell you what. I was up later than I should. I was up past my bedtime last night making sure Josh Jacobs got my points. <laughs> let me yeah, tell man. you what. I, I got out to a late start this morning, but uh, you know, as just like Glenn said, it's a it's a fun, it's uh it's just so much fun and and uh really, really easy to do. And look, nothing like free money, right? Is is your uh, light going on and off, Jim? It's off. It's dead. I got this a new light, new guys. Light. And your I, new light, dude. I know, but the I same just old guy out, not plugging it in. No, well, the thing is, I had it plugged in, but what I've learned about this new light is that the USB, it's a bigger light, so it doesn't charge it enough, so it's uh, still dying while I have it plugged in. Yeah. And so it just died, and I have nowhere to plug it in on hand right now, so I'm just rolling with it, dude. Rolling with it. This guy is always going to have light issues. I mean, forever. I fixed my... Oh, there it goes again. Uh, or is that your computer? That's what it is. When you change windows, oh. your brightness is changing as you're doing oh, it. Oh, okay. Now I understand like, what's going on. Right, just going here. on How, here. How's this? Look at this. Oh, wait. My light, my brightness is all the way up. I was about to say. All right, cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. We can see the hair. That's all that matters. That is all that matters, dude. You like the line? Is the line clean? I do, dude. Looking good, man. Is the line clean? All right. Now, good. look. I want I wanted to fill you in on some uh, what's going on with the Ravens, too, Jimbo, because... Uh, they are doing things quite a bit differently. And look, we're, oh, we're yeah. obviously going to have our preview show coming up on Friday. Uh, but I wanted to mention the fact that the, the Ravens have been in London. Like yeah. they, they are not yeah. doing, doing things like they did last time where they, I think they didn't get to London till like Friday. Uh, they've already been there, which is kind of interesting. 
And apparently this is this is kind of like the culmination is what they're calling it of a a year's worth of planning to get to this point. And I, I gotta imagine moving because they're practicing there. So if I'm you know assuming correctly, they're they have to bring all their practice equipment too. So just imagine the amount of stuff that has to be moved for an NFL team to be prepared to play a game. I mean, what do you think about this kind of different approach on how they're preparing for this? Yeah, I think a week is not enough time. If they could get more time, it would be worth, you know, it would be worth doing. Adjusting to time is difficult. I think the only thing more of difficult than adjusting to time on short notice is altitude. Uh, I think that's the only thing that takes even more time. Like we're talking playing at altitude. I want like a month. You know what I mean? Ideally, obviously, that's just simply not the case. Right. But I'm glad the earlier, the better. Get out there, get used to it, uh, get a few nights to get get jet lag out from under you, um, get your circadian rhythm going well. And uh, yeah, definitely a big undertaking because you got to find a place to practice. You got to have your equipment because you don't know what's going to be out there available to you. Now, you should be able to find quality fields uh, in a place like uh, London, where obviously there's a lot of fields out there for soccer and such. But um, got to make sure there's you know you bring your equipment because you can't depend on anything that's there um and uh yeah man i think that there, i think you do two things to have success you prepare to give your team as much time as possible and you're intentional on in your actions but then also you want to move forward like business as usual because you can also psych yourself out mm-hmm. i think that that's a part of it but um i mean if Dang. you just listen if anyone's ever if anyone watches ufc if anyone's ever ta- listened to um uh, Habib Nurmagomedov talk about his last fight with Gaethje. He said, yeah, I'd been there for a month in, in Saudi Arabia and, uh, he just got a week in and he, I already knew this dude's going to be gassed after one round, right? Because he's still jet lagged. Like it just mm-hmm. is what it is, but both teams are dealing with it. Yep. So the earlier, the better I'm, I'm happy about it. I'm, I'm excited. I'm um, trying to find the, the clip and I'm of course not able to in the moment, but I saw a clip of, the field going down any concern about just the help yeah because apparently i mean i just saw a quick video of them it looks like like a carpet being put over a parking lot is what it looks like like yeah i'm a little bit concerned when you compare it to with the ravens play you know certainly at home on a full grass field. so is this not a grass field it's just turf it's grass if 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 it's grass then how the heck do they how does this work because it looks like a machine like a like a steamroller that just yeah, lays yeah, yeah. it out. I mean, I the guess the only thing I would say, this is the only thing I would say. I don't know, but I think they've been they've been playing on grass for a heck of a long time out there. I don't think so. And so I feel I feel good. Yeah. Like DK said in our chat, Premier Soccer is much better fields. I would agree with that. Um That's not what I was reading. That, that their they fields prefer, aren't good. They prefer they prefer turf, turf Ugh, in soccer turf. because it's faster. But being mm. they don't have to worry about being tackled. Um, believe it's all turf over there. I'm Oof. pretty sure. Well, if it's surf, then that sucks. But I would be shocked. Um so yeah, yeah that's see, not- like I just go I just put on Wembley Stadium turf in uh Twitter and it's like turf is horrible. Mm. Um that sucks then. Yeah, so I just shooting everything you're saying right now. Okay. Hey, maybe maybe <laughs> everything I'm reading on Twitter is completely incorrect, but uh yeah, I just saw a video of them laying out the turf, and it just looked disturbing. Oh, is this where they're playing, DK? Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? All right, well, that's good to know. Okay. Didn't who just? Uh, I just know that Matt Milano just broke his leg there. He plays for the Bills. He just oh, snapped he his did, leg in he? half, and they're blaming yes. it on the turf. So 
I mean, you guys tell me I'm crazy, but that's no, no, no. I, I honestly like. don't know. I'm just going yeah. off of my own whatever sort of knowledge that I would have. I would think that soccer isn't played on turf, but I, I just don't know. I wouldn't want it played on turf. That's for sure. I just worry. I, anytime the Ravens are playing on on in, in unfamiliar yeah, let's just skip OBJ in this game. How about that? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Like, Gideon saying, Glenn, you're good. The Jags complained as well. They'll be okay. playing on turf from Tanja Bowman. Lisa Ann says it's artificial turf. Ugh, um, so I, I just that. get worried when we've already had all these issues. And now I just saw Matt Milano get his legs snapped like a twig. And we know the player he is. Um, so I just uh, I just get worried when, when I see our guys playing in that kind of. It, it's kind of it's apparently they're saying it's comparable to MetLife. But I, I hope it's not like that. Um, all right, let's see this, DK. Here we go. Maybe this is what I saw, where they kind of like... Oh. We're going to start calling DK Jamie. <laughs> I like the jams, bruh. Yeah. All right. I like the water. That's a good sign. Yeah. Holy crap. So advanced. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is uh quite the production here. Yeah, well, Premier League doesn't mess around. But I mean, there doesn't look like a lot of padding there. Yeah, are you skipping ahead, DK? Is that what you're doing? No? Okay. Anyway. Yeah, no, I mean if they're complaining about it, they're complaining about it. So there's obviously something to be complaining about. Um but uh, hopefully it works out and we get out of there safe, right? Like we want to get out there safe. We want to get out there healthy. We want out there with a W because yeah. we should, we should beat the Titans. Like it yeah. just is what it is. We should beat the Titans. And then we get to come home. Finally. feels like they've been on the road for forever, bro. Mm -hmm. I was... mean, holy, we need to get these boys back in town. Um, you know, the yeah. only thing I, I wonder about is when will there be a situation where a key key player in the NFL, period. I'm not talking about the Ravens. Can't get a passport because of a like criminal record. Because I don't think if you're a felon, you can get a passport. We I'm pretty sure. Team, do we? No, I don't know. And, and I also know it depends on the country too. Like you can only go to certain places and stuff like that. You wow. know what I mean? Like the day yeah. will come, right? Well, I don't. I don't ever foresee a London team permanently being a thing, just because logistics don't make sense. But. I guess it could be a thing for that one game where it could interfere. That's with what somebody. I mean. Like, yeah. imagine your best play, you know, your best defensive player, your best offensive player, just happened to have just happened to have a felony in his background. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying. Look, how many teams is that probably the case where like one of their best players? I gotta have to look it up. Yeah, we'd have to find that out. Let's see. From the news, the Tottenham Hotspur Soccer Club plays on natural grass in its home stadium, but that surface is rolled out and artificial turf is brought in. What? We would. They don't want to mess up their good grass with our. So it our sounds like the NFL's players? not paying them enough. Dang, dude, that's dirty. That's what it sounds like to me. So I we'll think take, we'll we'll bury the good grass and put the trash turf on top yeah. for when these boys come to town. Well, I mean, think about it's kind of like the treatment we'd probably give them if they came here to play, right? Like, what kind of draw? I mean, I would. We do pretty know? well when they come to Baltimore. Usually, we get one premier well, matchup, and they do pretty well. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't think they roll a fake turf over top that beautiful grass at M&T, dude. Hey, look, all I'm saying no is, Goodell, you need to break out the shekels, my man. Yeah, like, all the money these guys make, how much could it really yeah. be to get a, a, a real field? Like, come on, man. It's yeah. Crap. Yeah. The NFL could have an NFL-owned stadium over there if they wanted to. They could have 10 of them. Right. Like, I mean... I don't like, what know, are we 10 doing? Be crazy, but but I mean, yeah, how much money they make, dude? It's insane. No, for sure. I mean that, which would be interesting to do. That could be a whole cool concept in and of itself. Um, anyway, yeah. all right. Well, I think that's it for us tonight, folks. We'll be back yeah. on Friday, as always. We'll be here to break down the the Titans game. We're hoping to get a guy on the show. Um, and we'll be looking forward yeah. to it. My light will not go out, and uh, I will be here. I I promise. Okay. Unfortunately. My in-laws, my mother-in-law is going home on Thursday, which I'm kind of sad about because she's been cooking a lot. Oh, you've been getting that home cooking, bro. Yeah, I'm a little bummed. I'm going to have to start cooking more again. But yeah. all that being said, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you to Cole. Thank you to TK for hopping on. Shout out to Dave. Any of you that have won that have not submitted your addresses to us, please do so so we can get your, your attire. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's it for us tonight. We'll talk to you guys soon. See you. <laughs> Right? Eh. That's after every show in season, right? Did you hear? Yeah.